Welcome to the One Broken Cog Podcast. Join John and Brian as they share small adjustments that lead to major impacts. One Broken Cog Podcast back again for another captivating episode. I'm extremely excited today. I have a very special guest. Mr. David Kale is with us today. And David Kale, if you don't know, for the past 30 years, he's been one of the world's leading authorities on sales and sales systems. He's spoken in 47 states, 11 countries. He's authored 12 books. Those books have been translated into eight languages and are available in 20 plus countries. Books like Question Your Way to Sell Success, How to Sell Anything to Anyone, Anytime, and one of my favorites, 11 Secrets of Time Management for Salespeople. Not only that, but Dave has been contractually work, working with over 500 organizations. They've looked to him to transform their businesses. Dave, it's a pleasure to have you here today with myself. Welcome to the One Broken Cog podcast. Well, thank you. It's, it's a pleasure to be here. Well, Dave, we've got a great subject to tackle today. You know, I always look at the beginning of the year. I don't know if, if you do this, but at the beginning of the year, there's always these articles that come out about trends of the previous year and what's really mm. going down, right? What's mm-hmm. possibly sunsetting in the sales world. And one of those topics was the, the outside sales profession, the outside mm-hmm. sales method and the fact that it's going away, it could be extinct. And now that we have coronavirus, there's really no outside sales. My question is, do you think because of coronavirus and the fact that we are now so used to selling virtually or, or over the phone or whatever method we're, we're choosing, Will this ever rebound? Will the outside sales profession come, make a comeback after Corona? Wow, that's a great question. You know, as you know, I just wrote an article on it. Are the are outside salespeople obsolete? And and you know, I I think I think that uh, for a number of different industries and a number of different places, uh, we are not we are never going to see the kind of a sales situation that we saw, you know, like in January or February this year before everything hit. So, um, yeah, in some, in some situations, in some places, outside salespeople are a thing of the past. I mean, that's a, that's a terrible thing to say because, you know, I spent my life, my life uh, helping outside salespeople sell better. But, yeah, so, so number one, in some places, they are going to be obsolete. In, in other places, the job of the outside salesperson is going to be dramatically changed. So, you know, I, I can go into lots of more detail, but yeah, that's a short answer to, to a question. No, it's good. We cut right to the chase, which I love. So it's going to be tough to rebound. Now, is part of that the fact that businesses are going to be worried about safety, whereas, you know, there's all these new rules. CDC sent these guidelines to businesses for, that are reopening, and there's so many hoops they have to jump through as far mm-hmm. as cubicles being a certain distance, face mm-hmm. mask wearing, and all of these crazy rules. Is, this, is that part of it, do you think? I think temporarily it is, you know, uh, so right now for the next six months or so, I think, I think uh, when we get a vaccine and it's routinely available and it's used, uh, then I think all the COVID restrictions will, will fade away. So we have a period, we have this period of time, you know, let's call it the COVID, the COVID period of time where we have these, uh, these regulations that really are, uh, you know, they're difficult for outside salespeople, maybe making them impossible. My thought is, my concern is for after that, you know, when, when all of that goes away, and I, and I do believe it will go away, what remains? And, and honestly, I believe that one of the things that is happening right now and that will happen is that some of those customers are just going to dictate, we will no longer see outside salespeople. 
And the, and the reason for that is they have discovered, because they were forced to discover this, they have discovered that, frankly, it's far more efficient from a buyer's perspective to talk to somebody on the phone or, or Zoom or video chat than it is to have them in your location and physically visiting. So some customers are just going to mandate, we don't want to see salespeople on our premises anymore. So, and, you know, so again, on the other side of it, I think that's going to be an issue. It's a, it, it definitely will be. Do you think that the outside sales reps, because we have certain reps that are outside sales tenured and that's all they have ever done. Do you mm -hmm. think they'll be able to transition to selling virtually or in an inside sales capacity? Yes, some will and some won't. And uh, again, I've, I've worked with uh, salespeople uh, for 30 years and there are some of them that are so ingrained into their identity as you know, a good guy that's visiting their customers and creating relationships with their customers and so on and so forth, that it's going to be very, very difficult uh, for many of them to, uh, uh, to make the adjustment from being the guy who gets in the car and, you know, brings donuts and stuff like that to the guy who calls him on the phone from his basement office. It's a huge adjustment for a lot of people. And many of them, frankly, are just not going to make it. No, that's, too bad. That's, you know, you know. Here's here, just one little thing here. You know, we have, uh, we have, uh, I have what I call e-zines, which, which I, I mean, I, I send an article and a podcast to a list every week, and and so that's a they are there. We have you know thousands of subscribers, and one thing that I noticed very interesting when we looked at people who unsubscribe. So you can you can unsubscribe anytime you want, and uh, around the time like in March and April, we had a whole rash of unsubscribes, people opting out of that regular weekly thing. And when we looked at why, the overwhelming majority, I mean, 90, 95% said they're retiring. So, so what happened is a whole group of outside salespeople chose to retire rather than to attempt to make the adjustment. That's very interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, we had a podcast recently about a million sales jobs being lost by the end of the year. That could be a big chunk right there. People just saying, hey, we're too technology focused now, too marketing heavy, and we're, you know, we're automating now. And, you know, we've yeah, seen that, yeah. that shift in the sales world, and it's just a changing world. There's a, there's a song I listen to called Analog Man. It's a band that says, hey, <laughs> we're an analog band living in a digital world, right? We're, we're changing yeah. all the time, and some people don't like it. You know, you bring up something, I'm just going to swerve off topic just for a second because you brought up something very interesting. Outside sales reps, in essence, and I've seen this a lot in the past, they do visits. They come and they bring donuts like you mentioned. Uh, they come by and they take you to lunch. They you mm -hmm. know, do whatever it takes to kind of penetrate that account or get in and get that hook. Do you mm -hmm. think this is solid rapport building or do you think it's desperation? And the reason I ask that, to frame up the question is that, I was having a conversation with a colleague in the past and I had mentioned to him that, you know, I have a lot of people visit me and they offer discounts immediately uh, without even me even bringing it up. They, they try to bring gifts and so on and so forth. My thought was you're always supposed to give the gift after the sale, you know, after yeah. you have a relationship as a thank yeah. you or to solidify the relationship, not to establish it. Any thoughts yes. on that? Maybe I'm off here, but I'd love to get your insight on this. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, I have, I mean, I have a whole deep, uh, I mean, I can, I can go up for a couple of hours on that subject. So, uh, first of all, I agree with you. Gifts are as a token of appreciation afterward, not as, an, uh, as a means of entry at the beginning of the sales cycle. 
That's my belief. That's and, and I, you know, you can you can disagree with that if you want. It's okay. That's just I believe that. Having said that, there is a, a role for strategic entertaining, and entertaining is what that means. Basically, is that you you find a way to spend time with that customer outside of the office. And uh, I mean, I have a whole I have a whole thing about strategic entertaining. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. You know, we'll see if that continues to be an issue in the new, you know, the new economy, the post-COVID economy. But as, as of now, yeah, I would, uh, I would, I, I recommend st- strategic entertaining. And I make a definition here. Inter- it's not taking good old Joe to, for coffee because that's what you've been doing every two weeks for the last 10 years. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about understanding that uh, spending time together outside of the office is, in fact, a great, a great way to build relationships. And so you invest in those relationships with people who are uh, the highest potential people. And then I've got lots of good stories and things like that, probably off, off our, our subject, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it, and that's gonna be an issue for a lot of people is the, is the role of entertaining gonna, gonna fall by the wayside. We'll, we'll see. No, and I think you're right. Some people rely on it too heavily. It's kind of like their Achilles heel. And without that, what are they going to do? They actually have to learn how to close people, learn how to ask the right questions, build rapport, uh, yeah, you know, sure. value, overcome objections, things like that without incentivizing somebody to join you because of, of gifts and, and such. Here's a, here's a quick question. So the belief of many, and I think the reason why companies adopt an outside sales, uh, you know, outside sales system first and foremost, is because they believe that meeting face-to-face establishes a stronger rapport and it's easier for the prospect to say yes and harder to say no when you're in front of them. But I think the other side of that is that they also believe that these prospects are less likely to cancel or reschedule their meeting if they know somebody's actually traveling to meet them versus just a phone call or a virtual Zoom call. Do you think that's legitimate or that's just an assumption? No, both both of those both of those uh, statements are true. Uh, yes, uh, a live visit creates rapport. I mean, if the salesperson is at all accomplished, it, it's going to create rapport and uh, a sense of comfort, and uh, the customer being comfortable, more comfortable with the salesperson, and that is, from my perspective, uh, a necessary precursor to any kind of uh, in, intense sales involvement. So, in, in my in my system. We, and we do have a selling system that we teach in, in my system. Uh, have a, it's represented by a diagram. And um, there are the pieces of the step-by-step process, the sales process, but in the middle of the diagram. So, so the step-by-step process goes around the outer side. And in the middle is the, is the comment that uh, make them comfortable with you. And the reason it's in the middle, because it affects everything you do. So having the customer become comfortable with you believing that you are credible, you are concerned, you care, you are competent, that's a, that's a really important part of the sales process, particularly as it relates to uh, higher, higher cost items and bigger spends. If it's, if it's really not important if you're buying a book over Amazon, you know, who, who cares who's fulfilling it? But if you're buying a, a $300,000 piece of production equipment for, the, for your factory, you, you sure want to know and trust that person eyeball to eyeball that you're dealing with. So yeah, is 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 uh, is face to face? Is that necessary for a rapport? Well, uh, you know, the word necessary maybe is going to be in question here, but certainly it enhances and has dramatically enhanced 
uh, rapport, and rapport is, I believe, a necessary prerequisite to a sale. I do too. I, I absolutely agree. And you know, by the way, I love your selling system because it's an ongoing uh, system, which I absolutely love. Because I always like to say when when people when you train people and you coach people, it's not an event; it's a process, right? Yes, and you, we have to yeah. keep learning. I mean, I learn all the time. I learn from you. I learn from many different sources. And you have to stay fresh and on top of everything. And it's funny because there's so many new methodologies that come out and you must know what they are, not because you agree with them, because there's many that I don't agree with, mm -hmm. but uh, just knowing what's out there, either knowing how to debunk it or understanding the marketplace and what people are responding to is very, very important, uh, especially in being able to adapt because some, some skills are transferable. I mean, if you're a good outside mm -hmm. sales rep, for all intents and purposes, you should be able to sell inbound. And some people do both. I know people that are hybrids, which, which I think is a great mm -hmm great way to go. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting. I looked at a study, this, this one small business, uh, they did the experiment. They were looking at outbound sales versus inbound sales. So from their efforts and from their study, the cost of their outbound efforts was $166,000 a year. And they actually broke it mm -hmm. down into each and every single bucket of what they spent. Inbound mm -hmm. was $10,000 a year. So their thought was, this is much more cost effective. Now, the result was pretty much the same, if not better, on the inbound side. I think it increased efficiency because if you look at outside, it does cost a little bit more money. You have to pay for the reps' travel. You have to pay for their lodging, their entertainment, you know, so on and so forth, their fuel. And then also yeah. it's time-consuming. You know, whether you have a defined territory that's local, you still have to drive. You have to spend time in yeah. the territory, driving around, waiting, waiting around and pitching. Um, and then if you're flying somewhere, that's a whole other another ball game. You know how long that takes. Yeah. The other area they talk about is the fact that, and now I'm not sure if this is true or not. This is a very wide net they're casting here. But they're saying that outside sales reps cost more money because they're more tenured and more seasoned. So you have to pay them a little bit more. Inbound reps, apparently, they're, they're taking in younger folks, newer folks, and they're paying them less. So it's less of a human capital investment, uh, which I'm not sure if that's a good thing or not because you want to respect your leads and that could affect your closing percentage. Um, but also, as you and I talked about platforms like Zoom, Skype, and GoToMeeting that allows us to meet face-to-face -face without all the, you know, the, the time traveling and, and the expense. Um, any thoughts about that? Day? Now, here's my question yeah, behind yeah. it. So we know okay, the facts okay, are there. Okay. Yep, yep. Here's a question. When they talk about inbound, outbound, my question is this. If we have a marketing program or an outreach program with SDRs or marketing or whatever it may be, and these prospects reach back out and they show interest, is that meaning that they're open to a phone call or a virtual meeting and, and as opposed to meeting face-to-face? -face? I'm wondering if that's what the study is alluding to, uh, outbound versus inbound. Is that just a, a, an assumption that if somebody reaches out and shows interest, they're okay with whatever method of communication that's, that's, that the company is. Well, so, so you've just hit on like a, about a dozen different things here, right? Let me, let me kind of ferret out a, a couple points to make here. Uh, number one, on the issue of the costs of inbound, uh, an inside rep, let's, let's use that terminology rather than inbound because that's a, that's a subset. So let's, let's say an inside rep making a proactive phone call. What does that cost? And what does it cost for an outside salesperson to make a visit, you know, a customer visit? And, uh, you know, over the years, people have studied this and come up with numbers. And, uh, you know, the, the numbers are one of the reasons why there has been a trend over the last 20 years to bring more and more of the sales responsibility inside rather than outside. And, and it's, it's, I mean, the, the difference is so huge. For example, 
The latest thing I, I saw, the average cost for one outbound phone call by an inside salesperson making a proactive outbound phone call is about five bucks. The average cost of one outside salespeople, depending on the industry and you know, lots, of, lots of variables here, but anywhere from $150 to $400 per visit. So we got, so on one hand, let's say we got uh, $400 for an outside visit. We got five bucks for an inside visit. <laughs> Man, those, are, those, are, those don't even compare. You know, they're in two, two totally different worlds. That is one of the reasons why uh, there has been a trend, which of course has been just given a shot of, uh, of uh, steroids by COVID, but, there has, but the trend has been there for years. And that, and that trend is to bring more and more of the response, the sales responsibility inside rather than outside. So, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's huge. It's, 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 it's one of the compelling reasons why I believe in some industries, we're not going to see outside salespeople anymore because they're just too expensive. And who cares why, you know, are they tenured? Yeah, maybe, but it's just, but it's deeper than that. It's not the individual. It's the system. It's the system itself. Do we have outside salespeople? Or do we have inside salespeople? So that's a response to one piece. And I, I know you had other pieces in the question there. So remind me what else you want. You no, know, it's okay. Sometimes I, you know, so one question leads to another and there's so much to, to cover, as you mentioned. Um, but here's another follow-up to that statement. It's, you know, it is expensive, absolutely. But do you think the juice is worth the squeeze at the end of the day? Is the ROI there? We know, like, as we mentioned before, yeah. When you do meet with somebody, there is an established rapport. They are more likely to keep the meeting. Um, if you're any good, of course, you should be able to close then and there, at least for a micro-commitment, if not anything else. Uh, do you think that these companies are looking into the ROI saying, hey, it's costing us X to even put this person in front of these prospects, yeah. and yeah. Our, the return is going to be this? I mean, is that balanced out, or, or do you think that's something that's well, amiss? Well, so, uh, boy, you know, like since I'm a sales systems guy, I really have done a lot of work in this area. And I, I will, t you know, I can tell you, we, so we have a, we have a uh, thing we call Kale's calculation. And it is a way to measure the uh, productivity or the ROI, let's say, for a salesperson, for a sales team, for the company as a whole. It gives you a formula, gives you the rationale, gives you actually spreadsheets. That, by the way, that's a free download on my website, uh, DaveKale.com. Just look for the free resources and there's a place to hit and get a free download of how to calculate Kale's calculation. So on the base, so we have done studies on hundreds, really hundreds of companies and we know how much a salesperson <laughs> should cost um, as a percentage of gross, as the gross profit produced. So when you say like, like from the salesperson's perspective, Oh, he did such a great job and you know, he, he created this rapport and got the business and so on and so forth. And he's celebrating that. But from a productivity perspective, you got to ask, okay, what well, was it worth it? Not every sale is a profitable sale and not every sale should be done. And sometimes the cost of the individual salesperson, that sales call makes the margin or the profit on that sale uh, negligible. So there's, so there's this whole world and, and it's pretty well documented. I mean, I can tell you to the, to the point where a salesperson should be to be profitable to a company in, in terms of Kale's calculation. I mean, we've done hundreds of thousands of salespeople. We know, we know the answer to those, to those questions. So it's not a matter of the salesperson thinking I did a really good job. You might have done a great job, but that doesn't mean that you were profitable, that your time was a profitable investment for the company. So there's, so there's a whole bigger issue here. And the bigger issue is again, the cost of the sale 
relative to the, to the uh, gross profit produced by that sale. And, uh, and that's one of the reasons, again, that's one of the reasons why we're seeing sales costs for the, for the selling situation, sales costs being reduced from $400 a visit to $5 a call. I mean, that's a huge reduction. That allows us to operate at lower margins and still be profitable. So, so these are issues, I mean, these are issues beyond the individual salesperson's control that are impacting them. And, you know, in the article, I've, I think I'm just going to share this because I, I'm, I want to equip salespeople out there with some ideas about how to make a determination. Do you think your job's going to be around in a few years? So here, here's three variables that I see, again, from a sales systems guy's perspective uh, that impact this issue of the cost of sales and, and is outside sales, uh, you know, an effective return on investment. First one is the size of the purchase. You know, uh, for example, I mean, here's an example. I, I've worked for a lot with, uh, with the uh, woodworking uh, equipment industry, and I'm not talking handsaws here. I'm talking big, big pieces of equipment that, you know, people cut out uh, uh, 50 desktops a minute kind of thing. You know, so, so, if, so if you're selling that piece of equipment, $500,000 or $300,000, purchase on the part of the customer, your, your uh, livelihood is probably going to be uh, assured because that's such a big purchase on the customer's side that uh, they wanna, they, they're going to want to see you and know you and so on. So the role of the outside salesperson is pretty, pretty solid in that world. Now, let's go to the same customer who's buying a, a packet of bandsaws, $50 a, a saw in dozens you know, now that's a relatively small purchase. It's an ongoing purchase. He could care less whether he says an outside salesperson. So if that's what you're selling, if you're selling a small ticket item that is not a great investment on the part of the customer, yeah, you might, you know, you might be in jeopardy. So the first thing is the size of the purchase. The second thing is what I call the intricacies of the, of the sales process. So if your sales process is relatively sophisticated and complicated because the customer demands it, then you're probably going to be okay. If your sales process is very, I mean, if you are in a one call close business, yeah, you're, I mean, your, your livelihood is jeopardized because it's so simple. It can be reduced to a computer. And, and, you know, just to give you an example, I mean, here's a great example. A couple years ago, nobody would buy a car over the internet, you know, and now, it's happening. Uh, uh, people are buying automobiles. Um, you know, that's a ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollar investment for an individual, and they're buying it over the internet. They're buying it without knowing a human being. So you use that, like, um, see, that's a one call close kind of thing. If your sales situation, your sales system is relatively simple as opposed to relatively complex, then yeah, your job's in jeopardy. And then, and then one more, and that is the sophistication of the customer. The more sophisticated the customer is, the more likely they will not need you. And, and like, so here's the example. If you're, let's say you're selling building materials, and I, I do a lot of work uh, in that industry. So you're selling building materials. Now, if you're selling building materials, if you're a distributor selling build, building materials, let's say to a mom and pop retailer in a rural setting. Okay, honestly, they're going to be pretty unsophisticated you know, relative to technology and all this other stuff. If, on the other hand, you're selling that same uh, product 
to, let's say, a, a multi-state big uh, residential developer, you know, who does, you know, 400 houses at a time and, and so on, they're, they're going to be very sophisticated in their buying process. The more sophisticated they're in the buying process, the less likely it will be that they want to see you. So let's take all three of those pieces together, and that gives you some, some tools to look at your job and say, what's the likelihood that I'm going to continue as an outside salesperson here in the near future, you know, beyond COVID, the beyond COVID uh, world. And that, uh, you know, there's just, just a couple of tools to use to help you make that decision. It's a great point. It's a great point. I'm a, I'm a, I believe firmly that it really depends on that prospect's buyer profile or buyer persona. I mean, sometimes people nowadays, they're, they're comfortable buying virtually. They're, they're comfortable buying over the phone. They want less touches and they want to cut right to the chase. You know, we live in an information age where people are able to research before they talk to that, that said person. And it's a very different conversation now. Um, but again, if you have a enterprise level account that insists that you come here and pitch us, if you're you know, talking to Walmart or a Fortune 500 company, you're more apt to say, okay, I'll make an exception. I'll, I'll, I'll fly out there and, and take a risk and get in front of this person. Or it could be a trade mm-hmm. show. You know, people attend mm-hmm. trade shows mm-hmm. twice a year. And yep. it's good. You solidify current relationships. You meet with prospects that have been you know, on the fence, and this kind of pushes them over the fence. It establishes that rapport and that credibility. Uh, and you also meet new leads, a great lead gen uh, technique. It's funny. You mentioned car, buying cars online. I think most people buy cars online because they don't want to deal with car salesmen, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. But, uh, uh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I think you have to be versatile. Now, here's a, here's a question. The fact that we know the days of the outside sales rep is pretty much sunsetting. And I think part of that, and I was thinking about this when you were mentioning the, uh, the calculation, was that a lot of businesses today are somewhat lazy. And what I mean by that is instead of coming up with a marketing strategy or really training their reps, they say, go out there and, and bang on doors, right? We'll give you a defined territory, drive around, profile these accounts, and go and make yourself known, which is, to me is, is kind of lazy from the company perspective. Do you think now that we're shifting towards more of an inside sales model, which is more cost-effective and more efficient, virtual model do you think that's a good thing or do you think we should maintain the ability to adapt where necessary and if the situation calls for outside take it outside but keep it mainly in primarily well i I can't legislate that uh brian it's it's it again it depends on the industry it depends on the size of the purchase depends on all the variables i i mentioned so in one situation uh you can continue as doing everything you've done because that's what that particular industry buying size and so on and so forth requires. In another, could be totally different. So I can't, I can't legislate. Um, this is how it's going to be. I can only observe it and, and make recommendations. And um, I, would, I would say, again, use those three variables I gave you to, to do uh, analysis of your situation and uh, make, a, make a determination. You, in almost every situation, you're going to have to you're you're going to have to acquire the skills of working from home, and using and, and making sales calls via video technology, uh, in almost every situation because your customers are going to demand it because it's more efficient. Now that doesn't mean you do that every day of the week. It could be you do that one day and, and you're out four days, and so on and so forth. It's it's and only. Certain situations is it an all or nothing kind of situation. It's, it's more like degrees, matter of degrees. But boy, if if you're if you're making a living as a field salesperson these days, I sh- sure I, I, I sure am going to encourage you to gain those skills, 
you know, get your equipment set up so that you can do at least some of your work uh, from from home, you know, from from your basement office or, or wherever it is. That's a great point. You know, you, you mentioned this thing about uh, hiring a salesperson, giving a territory and say, okay, go, go, you know, go out and sell whatever you can. Yeah, I mean, that's um, those days, those companies are not in business, or if they are, they won't be in business long. Uh, there is a there is a need in the world of sales for uh, for again sales systems, not just from the salesperson's perspective, a selling system, but from the company's perspective. How do you go about sales in an efficient and effective, organized and structured manner? So, and, and, and of course, there are some people who have just said, well, I'll hire a salesperson and put them out there. That's, that's my solution to that. And frankly, it's too bad. That was an obsolete solution. It worked for your parents, but it's not going to work for you. You have to be better and more organized and more on top of it than you ever have been. And if you're not, you know, okay, you can fade, fade away. That's right. A systematic approach is always uh, highly recommended. It's a necessity these days, as you mentioned. Um, and looking at the data, like you say, it depends on the business model. It depends on what you're selling, who you're selling to. You really need to go in there and, and take a look at it. It's, it's surprising how many people don't do that, which is the, why these people are going out of business at, at an alarming rate. And that's why they turn to us to help them. Speaking of that, I think on our next podcast, if you would be so kind as to join us here, would love to talk to you about it and do a deep dive on rapport building because I think that's mm. the – the infrastructure and the building block and so many things fall into place once you've established that. We're talking about professional, credible rapport here, um, yeah. being able to ask, you know, leading into solid discovery and presenting value and overcoming objections and closing with urgency, having a strong call to action. I think it's the bedrock and the starting point for that. And I love to you know, have a session with you, do a deep dive on rapport. I know you've written books on it. You're a master of it. I would love to talk to you about that. And I think it'd be a big help for a lot of sales reps, of course, looking to adjust. There's a lot of outside sales reps out there. They're going to be switching to virtual or switching to inside. Yeah, they they yeah, can really yeah. benefit from this. So I think that would be a great yeah. topic to tackle. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I do too. And, and I will say this because of the, because of these changes in our technology and moving from inside, uh, from outside to inside and all that sort of stuff, uh, rapport building has to be much more intentional than it has been in the past. I mean, there, there are salespeople who say, well, I'm good, man. You know, I can, I get along with everybody and that's okay. And there was a time and place for that, but now you have to be far more organized, uh, far, far more uh, intentional about the wholesale process. And, and of course the big, big piece of that is building rapport. Yeah. That has to be intentional. We got to have a plan, you know, it just doesn't happen. So that's, and that's a big change for a lot of people. So it's yeah, I'd love, I'd, I'd love to dig into that. I love it. David, it's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. Before we go here, before we wrap up, I have one question for you. This is an icebreaker I used to use in sales trainings. would love to ask you this so it can kind of give you more human touch with our audience here. If you were stranded on a desert island and you can only take one book, one movie, and one album, what would they be? Oh, okay. Well, the book would be the Bible. Clearly, okay. you know, because I can't imagine people living their lives without it. And, and, and if you've got listeners who do, that's too bad. You know, you miss, you're missing a, a major part of life by not. So that's, so that's my book. Uh, my movie, like, I don't even, I don't know if you even remember this, Dr. Zhivago. Oh, the yeah. Greatest movies of all time. Yeah, yeah. Every now and then, like, every couple of years, I go get four hours of, 
you know, CD and, and watch Dr. Zhivago, Omar Sharif, and Julie Christie. <sighs> See, you watch so that. A, you uh, watch that, and I watch Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein. <laughs> okay, well, that's the difference between you and I. <laughs> there you go. And what was the, what was the third one? Album? It's the album, yeah. Yeah, well, again, I'm, I'm sort of dating myself here, you know, but uh, Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, Deja Vu. Oh, see, those are timeless. I mean, look, at they say as far as fashion, movies, art, everything is cyclical. Everything comes yeah, back oh, around. So yeah, what's yeah. old is new again to a lot of people. That's why they keep remaking these movies because, you know, nobody's seen the originals. They figure, hey, it's a great story. Might as well do it again, right? Yep, exactly. Well, Mr. Kale, any last words of wisdom or anything you'd like our audience to know before we wrap up? The world can teach you to sell. There's lots of people who can teach you to sell, but uh, you really need to focus on selling better, selling better. And it's a, it's a lifetime challenge. You will never be as good as, as you can be. I mean, there's always room for improvement. And that's, that's one of the things I loved about the world of sales is that I'm never as good as I can be. I'm never done, never finished, never satisfied. You can always get better. Love it. Stay hungry, stay humble, right? Always. That's it, yep. Well, Mr. Kale, it's a pleasure. Um, the website, davekale.com. Of course, the books are out there. The training's out there. It's phenomenal. I would, of course, download the calculator. I'm going to do that myself. I didn't even realize it was there. I'm going to jump on board with that. Uh, Dave, a pleasure as always. I can't wait to have you back. Do a deep dive on rapport. And uh, again, have a wonderful, blessed day. Looking forward to doing it again with you. Okay. My pleasure. It was great spending time with you today. Maybe you liked what you heard. Maybe we sparked some controversy. Maybe we got you excited, but hopefully we got you thinking. Hey, we want to hear from you. If the topic resonated with you, if you have a comment, or if you have an issue you're serious about fixing, reach out to us today. Hey, Brian, how can they get in touch with us? Great question, John. Best ways email. Email us at results at onebrokencog.com together. We're going to help you make small adjustments that's going to lead to major impacts in your business and your revenue.